No BS Podcast, episode 24. 24th episode, No BS Podcast. I am here. Welcome, people. What's going on? Episode 24, make sure you follow us at no underscore BS7 on Instagram and Twitter. Once again, no underscore BS7 on Instagram and Twitter. Man, got a lot of things to talk about. Um, winter is coming. Um, it's getting colder in the Northeast. Um, and basketball's over and football has started, along with some other things that we're gonna, we're gonna, um, I'm going to speak on a little bit. Um, but let's get started. Episode 24, No BS Podcast. Um, before we start, though, let me give an RIP to the longtime Houston Rockets uh, personnel, um, B.J. Johnson. Um, B.J. Johnson was a longtime Rockets staff. He was well-respected through the NBA. Um, Johnson was one of the longest tenured, tenured member of the Rockets franchise. He died tragically in a bicycle accident. Um, he was riding his bike, and apparently it flipped over the handlebars, and he reportedly um, broke his neck. Um, I don't know if this is uh, factual. This is just the uh, as reported. Um, so he apparently had broke his neck. There was no blood at the scene. So they figured uh, that, you know, he um, tragically died that way by flipping over the handlebars and breaking his neck. Um, RIP to BJ Johnson. Um, my condolences to his family and friends. Um, BJ worked with the Rockets organization since 1994 to 1995, the championship season. So he's been with the Rockets for a long, long time. Um, again, RIP to him and uh, condolences to the Johnson family. Um, speaking of the Rockets, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. The Rockets, as you already know, fired Doc Rivers. And according to um, league sources, they plan on hiring Tyrone Lou for a five-year contract. What do you think about that? Five years, Tyrone Lou. Yeah, the Tyrone, the same Tyrone Lou that got bopped up by Iverson. Iverson hit a jumper and Iverson stepped over him going back down the court. That Tyrone Lou. The same Tyron Lue who helped the Lakers win the championship. Right? That same Tyron Lue. So I think Tyron would be good. He'd be a good um, fit um, for the Rockets. Obviously, he has player and coach experience. Um, but the Rockets got to do something with the chemistry they have, the players that they have. Um, you have... You know, that small ball is not going to work. I spoke about this before in the last episode. Um, you know, you got Harding out there dribbling, dribbling, dribbling until it's like five to seven seconds on the clock. And then, you know, he's passing it. He's shooting it first. So if he doesn't, you know, shoot it, he's passing it to his teammates. You know, with five to six seconds left on the clock, like, you know, there's nothing that you can't create a good shot like that. There's no way that's going to happen. So they got to figure out how the Rockets are going to play if indeed Tyrone Lue um, is the coach um, of the Rockets, um, as well as the other players. You got to get some big, big people in there. All right? You got to get seven footers in there to be able to protect the rim. Okay. Um, so we'll see what happens with that, man. Um, I hope the Rockets do well. Um, it's a tough, tough, tough conference that they're in. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, hopefully, um, the Rockets will be able to uh, make it deeper into the finals. If not, they're going to have to blow up the whole team. To start over. I mean, what, what else are you going to do? Um, Chauncey Billups 
will most likely, this is according to league, league sources, Chauncey Billups will most likely be the head coach of the Indiana, Indiana Pacers, which that's a good look for Chauncey. Um, I, I thought Cha- Chauncey sort of always, um, was always a good pick to be a head coach for any team. He has the experience. Um, obviously, he has player experience. He knows how to win championships and know how, how to win playoff games. And that's the type of person you want to be a head coach of your team. Someone who knows the game inside and out, you know, and if they haven't um, played it as a player, as a coach, they have, you know, extreme knowledge of the game. So uh, I hope he Chauncey gets it. And if he does, congratulations to him because he, he deserves it. He definitely does. Um, but that's according to league sources. I don't know if that's going to go through or not, but according to Wojnowski, um, Chauncey Billups will most likely be the head coach of the Indiana Pacers. So good luck, my boy. Um, other news in the NBA, Anthony Davis plans to opt out of his contract to resign with the Lakers. I mean, they just won a championship. Um, I believe he should. Why not? We just won the championship with LeBron James. Why not try to do it again? And you know what, too? You know what I think would be a good fit as far as um, a floor general? Instead of letting LeBron um, be the floor general, which he is is excellent in that. The man has a PhD in seeing the floor and passing. But you got to bring a point guard in there who has the experience um, and, and, and can lead a team when LeBron's not on the floor. And that would be CP3, CP3, Chris Paul. You need Chris Paul. You need Chris Paul on a Lakers team to make it complete to make that run. LeBron is not getting any younger. I believe LeBron will be 37, 38 years old. Am I right? Come around next season. So LeBron's not getting younger. Chris Paul is definitely not getting younger. Hopefully he stays healthy and doesn't re-injure um, that hamstring or any other injuries that you know come along with playing the game. Um, but if he's healthy and LeBron stays healthy, which LeBron takes care of his body, um, he spends millions of dollars on his body, um, they should be okay. But they definitely need CP3. And that's a definite. Rondo, I think Rondo's a great player. I think Rondo definitely has championship, obviously, and a playoff experience. But I think to complete that package, you got you got to have somebody who's going to be able to score at any given basis, can create his own shot. Not to say Rondo can't score, but a little bit more consistent with the jumpers that CP3 has, a little bit more of um, uh, attacking the basket if LeBron or AD are out or can't, you know, are not able to get to the rim. You need somebody like CP3 to be the Lakers. Let me know what you think. Do you think CP3 should be the point guard of the Lakers? Let me know. No underscore BS7 on Instagram. No underscore BS7 on Twitter. I think so. I think it'll be a good deal for them. You know, the Lakers went through a hell of a lot this year to win the championship. With Kobe passing away, then you have this coronavirus pandemic, and you're playing in a bubble for over three months, you know, without seeing friends or family. That's got to be difficult. And no fans. It's difficult to draw energy by yourself with no fans. And they still did it. In the beginning of the bubble, when they started playing, I was kind of iffy about it. But as they started, you know, playing and gelling together, you know, they won a 
I mean, they lost a few game ones, um, and they started gelling together, and they started looking like a championship team. And then you have AD hitting that jumper, that three-pointer at the buzzer that gave him the confidence to lift them over the top. That really, really made, uh, solidified um, their their bubble um, experience in that championship run for the Lakers. With AD hitting that shot, I, that really, really um, sealed the deal for me that they were going to win a championship and that nobody else can stop them. Um, you got to give your hats off to the Nuggets. The Nuggets definitely did their thing. They'll be back. Um, they have talented players um, in the Joker and Murray. Um, but they, I think they need another piece or two or other players or players that are there have to get better for them to um, be able to clinch that championship. Um, Portland's not going anywhere with Dame Dollar and McCullough. So it's going to be a tough, tough conference, Western Conference. Um, but we'll see. Congratulations to the Lakers, the champions. They're not my team. The Chicago Bulls are my team ever since Jordan. But got to give it up to the Lakers. I think it's their 17th title, I believe, as an organization. So congratulations to them. They deserve that. Will they win it again? That will remain to be told. I'm not sure. If, like I said, if everybody stays healthy, they'll be fine. But you're talking about the 82 game season, you know, God forbid, no stops with the, you know, with this pandemic, pandemic or coronavirus, um, including playoffs. That's a lot of miles on your body. You know, LeBron already has over 100,000 miles on his body. So um, it's hard for me to say that they will win a championship next year, that the um, Western Conference is very, very, very tough. Um, Golden State will be in the mix again. Um, so we'll see. I, I, tell me what you think. No underscore BS7 on Instagram. No underscore underscore BS7 on Twitter. Let me know who you think is going to win the NBA championship next year. Will it be the Lakers again? Will it be the Rockets? Will it be the Clippers with their new coach? You let me know. Will it be Denver? Murray gets even better and the Joker gets even better. Let me know what that is. Let me know what you think. So let's move on to the NFL. We have one, two, three, four, if I'm correct, four teams that are still undefeated in week six of the NFL. Seattle Seahawks, 5-0. Russell Wilson is killing them as a general. Green Bay Packers, 4-0. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind. Everybody keeps doubting Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's getting too old or he's getting frustrated. Hey, with that new coach and the way they're gelling, they're going to be in the playoffs. The only thing that will bar them from reaching the playoffs is injury to Aaron Rodgers. Bottom line. Bottom line. Same thing with Seattle. The only thing that would um, stop Seattle from going the distance is injury to Russell Wilson. That's the only thing that's going to stop Seattle. It's injuries. Pittsburgh Steelers are 4-0. And the Titans, Tennessee Titans, are 4-0. So, those are undefeated teams. Week 6, we'll see what this week um, has for us as far as the NFL and who wins, who loses, who gets injured. Speaking of injuries, I want to ask you this important question. I want everybody to listen to this and definitely um, respond to me. No underscore BS7 on Instagram. No underscore BS7 on Twitter. Answer me this. 
based on the NFL not having a preseason and so many players are getting injured, do you think or do you believe that these injuries are from not having a preseason? Do you think that not having a preseason is going to cause more injuries in the NFL? I'm glad you asked. I wasn't going to tell you, but I'm glad you asked what I think. Because I'm going to tell you what I think. Hell yeah. Yeah, this is football. This is com- this is com- complete contact. This is not partial contact. This is not a uh, sport to where, um, you know, you're not interacting with anybody physically. This is football. So your body has to get ready. Your body has to be able to take hits. To absorb hits, to be able to to change direction on on a drop of a dime. So if you're not preparing for that in preseason, by getting used to getting hit, getting used to getting hit and changing direction, you're gonna have in, in, injuries. You're gonna have hamstring injuries. You're gonna have ACL injuries. It's important. Now I know you have you know um, the powers that be in the NFL saying, oh well, we should shorten the preseason and make the uh, regular season longer. No, you shouldn't. Not at all. I believe the longer that the season goes on, more injuries happen. I believe that if the preseason is shortened, more injuries will happen. You got to give these players time to get their bodies ready to go. To endure the physical not only emotional and, and mental, but the physical beating that these players take in an in a NFL season, you got to be ready for that. Or else, you know, week one, week two, you're going to have injuries out the wahoo and you're not, you know, these injuries could have been prevented. So it's important that the preseason um, is left, for my belief, is left exactly how it is. If you're going to extend it, um, extend it, you know, maybe a few more days, not a, a few more weeks. Because, again, if you shorten it or extend it, it can cause injuries. Um, I understand some players uh, want to preserve their self, um, that work, workload management, whatever you want to call it. I, I get all that. Um, but the the preseason has to happen. It can't be shortened or lengthened. Neither the regular season um, should be lengthened. Um, it just causes uh the potential to cause more injuries. So let me know what you think. No underscore BS seven. No pocket. No BS podcast episode twenty four. No underscore BS seven on Instagram. No underscore BS seven on Twitter. Will Dak Prescott play again? The way he got injured. The way his his ankle was just twisted the opposite direction that he was facing. Will he ever play again? I'm asking for a friend. Will Dak Prescott ever play again? The way that the Cowboys have been having losing seasons, I think Dak should take his time. I think he will be back. I think they shouldn't rush him back. I think that he should take his time in coming back. If the Cowboys lose the next three games, they're not going anywhere. It's going to be a confidence killer. They're not going anywhere. So Dak should take his time. 
That type of injury reminds me of was it Hayward from the Boston Celtics? Paul George, who was on the Clippers at now, um, who uh, broke his leg playing um, um, in the NBA. I believe it was NBA or overseas uh, Chris Paul was playing, but he broke his leg. He was just dangling, facing the other direction than he was facing. Those injuries are gruesome, and it's hard to come back from. Not only physically, you have to come back for those injuries from a from a break from an ankle or a, a, a leg, a femur, um, but mentally, to be able to stand on that leg or ankle that was once broken, that was once facing the opposite direction that you were facing. Mentally, it's a lot to put that pressure on that leg to land on that same leg that that was you were looking at. Like, I don't even know if I'm be able to walk again or I don't know if they're going to have to amputate this leg or what. It takes a lot of mental preparedness to deal with those type of injuries. Now, playoff P, right? We call him playoff P, play for the Clippers. I just uh, uh, mentioned his name, Paul George. Um, he didn't show up in the playoffs. He's been known to be outstanding in a regular season, and not show up, show up in the playoffs. But this, this season, I believe he's never been the same because of that leg break. You see, it's a mental thing. So now you're a hundred percent healthy. You took the time off to get your body right, get your leg healed. And once you get on that court, it's like, oh, I don't know if I can land on this leg. It's mentally, mentally. I don't know if I can fully push off on this leg. I don't know if I'm going to be able to plant on this leg and, and, and change direction like I once did before the injury. Like this is mental, mentally uh, takes a toll on, on athletes. So you have to, you know, be prepared or prepare yourself physically and mentally to come back from an injury of that nature. Very, very nasty injuries are happening in the NFL. So I hope that everyone gets well and um, and Dak gets well and he's able to play again at some point next season. Now let's move on. Vote, 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 vote. Everyone should be voting. It's important. Everyone should be voting. There are ways... Are places that you can vote. All right, we have different arenas that are opening up as voting stations, which is awesome. But please, please make sure you vote. It's so important that you do vote. We have our president, Donald Trump, who contracted the coronavirus, went to the, I think, went to the hospital. I believe it was Willis Reed Hospital down there. Right, stays for I'm gonna say a handful of days. Goes back to the white office. It takes off his mask. The man is infected with COVID-19. Man's got to be over 70 years old. Now, White House staff and people who you know work in the White House over I'm gonna say 34 people have tested positive for this disease. All while the president takes off his mask, acts nonchalantly about it, even boasts that he defeated it, 
it's just a mess. It's it's just a total, total mess. Nothing about Trump is presidential. It's a beautiful thing about this country is you have a choice. You have that quote unquote freedom to make a decision who you want to vote for um, in government as president, as as governor, um, as any uh, elected official. So now's the time to to exercise that vote. Everyone has to come out with drones. I don't care if you're who you're voting for. Everyone has to come out. Now, you know, they're going to put little wrinkles in a voting process to try to discourage you. We all know that it's happened before and it'll happen again. It's already happening now. But we have to make sure we persevere and we're able to vote. If you're not able to vote, if you're turned away, if you're discouraged in any way, uh, it's important that you, you tell someone. And make sure that your vote counts. So November 5th. Someone's going to be highly upset. Highly upset on November 5th. Once the counting's almost. They probably will take another. I'm going to say one or two days. Maybe three days to count all the votes. Um, But someone's going to be highly upset. Is it going to be. Joe Biden for president. Or Donald Trump again for president. Someone's not going to be happy. I even heard that if Donald Trump loses, there's going to be some type of civil war. Which at this point in 2020, I don't want to take nothing off the table. Not to say I believe it, but. And this year, this year has been so crazy. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be. And one of the reasons why we already had some type of civil unrest. Already. With that alleged kidnapping, uh, the plot against Michigan Governor Gretchen uh, Whitmer with six men face federal charges. Six. They said there were possibly more, but six were charged for trying to kidnap this governor and overthrow the government. Now, you tell me, is that on 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 the uh, on the edge of some type of civil war? She's a Democrat, by the way, this government governor, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. These men were well trained. These six men that were charged held field training exercises to complete this mission. Now, if the MBF, not the MBF, I'm sorry. Now, if the um, FBI didn't intervene, they very well could have carried this out. Very well. And overthrew a government. Now, you tell me, is that some type of, of civil war that's starting to bubble, you let me know. No underscore BS7. No underscore BS7. That's on Instagram and Twitter. You let me know. Is that some type of civil unrest? I believe so. I believe so. You have, you know, Black Lives Matter out here protesting. You have a pandemic. You have Donald Trump as president. 
behaving in ways that we haven't seen a president behave before. All these things is, is a perfect cocktail for destruction in this country. These six men that were that were charged for attempting to kidnap the Michigan governor had other plans too. If they carried this out successfully, they were going to overthrow other governments. And they, oh, by the way, these weren't Black Lives Matter people. These people weren't black, Hispanic. Chinese these six men that were charged were white I mean since we're since we're, since this this world that's so color stricken since this world is so focused on skin color they were white now we're talking about terrorists You got to call it how you see it. Those are terrorists. But based on this country and the history of this country. Terrorism has been going on for years. Centuries. All over the world, actually. But in particular, in the United States, it's been, terrorism has been going on for a while. A long while. And you have these 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 uh these people who are charged with trying to kidnap the governor. Come to find out through my sources, they were in cahoots with the sheriffs there. You see how that works, people? And the only way they were able to really um um to really put that plan together is to kidnap the governor and you got to have somebody on the inside to help you you have to you have to convince somebody on the inside to assist you on pulling off your plan now I don't know how true that is but everything will come out to light but it makes sense we're in a dangerous time right now in the United States let me make this a news flash. News flash. We are in a dangerous time in 2020 in the United States. The country is more divided than ever. You have people trying to over, overthrow governments. We have a pandemic that has killed over, over 200,000 people within five, six months perfect recipe for destruction that's why it's important to go out and vote we need a leadership change we need somebody if it's not going to be the president somebody to step up to band everyone together I think that me personally I think the, the greatest trick the devil ever played on human beings is to have us fight over our skin color I think it's the dumbest thing ever. The dumbest thing ever. Now, obviously, when skin color was 
looked at well still is but when skin color um we were separated by skin color we were uh, you know made slaves work for free you know that was a genius idea but then a stupid one in, in, in the same breath we are all human beings everyone's trying to get one up on each other people are trying to take the fast lane to success we're all we're all human beings when this body goes it'll go back to dust you won't even recognize if it was black white yellow green it's important that we all come together at this time because if we don't we will participate in our own demise and people wear a mask. Like, what is the big deal? Wear a mask. Wear a mask. You know what? If I was president of the United States, no underscore BS7 on Instagram, no underscore BS7 on Twitter. You know what? If I was a president of the United States, and let's just say, let's say, just say, I was, I got wind of it late. Let's just say that. I didn't, I was president of the United States. I didn't know about it until February. I would have shut the whole country down for two weeks just to completely fat, uh, flatten the curve and the infection rate. Because you can't depend on the governors to do it. And that's what the, this president did. Say the governors make the decisions to shut down their, uh, their cities. But it should have came from the federal government. I would have shut down the whole country for two weeks. Because you can't depend on the public to do it. They're not going to. You have a mixture of people who are scared to death. They put on a mask, driving in their car by themselves or walking in the street by themselves. Or you have people who don't feel like they need to wear a mask because they feel that privileged or they just don't believe what's going on right now as far as this pandemic. Or just downright like ignorant. So you have a mixture of these of people out here in the public that are not going to listen to anything no one says. That's why it should be a law that everyone wears a mask to stop the infection rate. I hear people say, "Yo, this is yo, this pandemic is is carrying along too long. I can't, you know, what else what am I supposed to do? Wear a mask. That's what you're supposed to do. Wear a mask." The longer we go without wearing a mask or social distancing, the longer this pandemic's going to last. I'm going to just keep it a buck. Keep it real with you. So if you don't want to wear a mask, I mean, that's totally on you. Don't come around me and my family. This pandemic's going to last longer than it's supposed to because people don't want to listen. Make it mandatory. So we can get out of this awful, awful, awful year and get a vaccine. But you got to get somebody behind it who you can trust. You can't have a president saying crazy things and telling you to shine a light up your butt and all this crazy stuff. Then say, hey, I have a, I have a, um, a um, vaccine that's coming out by the end of this year and everybody's going to take it. Nobody's going to take it. Nobody believes you. Let's start listening to the doctors and the scientists. How about that? That's their job. 
All of a sudden, everybody wants to be a scientist or a doctor. No, you listen to the professionals. Once you gather all your information, then you make a sound decision. Sound, not erratic. You guys kill me, man. But we need we need different leadership. To me, Biden, you know, he, he's presidential, but I mean, they both do the same thing, but in different ways. Trump is more subtle. I mean, um, Biden's more subtle about it. Trump is out loud about it. They both, you know, wouldn't say no to contributing to the mass incarceration rate. I mean, you know, it's a lesser to evil situation. For me, I just want Kamala Harris to get in there. We need to shake that, shake the, the, the way things are done up. The first woman, I'll take that. The first African-American woman, I'll take that. But you know what? Throughout all this, throughout this pandemic, throughout Trump's America. Oh, by the way, you, I, I blame Obama for the way things have been happening as far as the president, presidential um um, selection and how this president has been behaving. I blame Obama. It's your fault, Obama, that he's acting this way. Why? He's so fixated on you. Prior to Obama, you had presidents being elected and things were quote unquote regular. Now Obama's was president and left office. And now you have Trump in office, and everybody's in the in 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 this rage now that Trump's in office. In this, they feel obligated to act a fool now that Trump's in office. That's why I blame Obama, because they felt the powers that be felt like they had to take back the White House because of a person of color occupied it for eight years. It's a backlash. If Obama was not president, this wouldn't be going on. It'll be business as usual. Whatever business as usual means to these presidents. Or what I believe business as usual is, which is the same old, same old systematic racism. Prejudice, but not so not so outlandish like this. Everything that Obama did, they try to destroy. They're so fixated on Obama, it's disgusting. They can't get over that we had a black president. Get over it. You have people literally, literally blaming Obama for everything and reversing things that Obama has done that 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 worked out for people, like the Affordable Care Act. Please understand this, people. If you get this coronavirus and you get sick, if you're symptomatic or asymptomatic, 
and you have these brain fogs because not only this virus attacks the lungs, attacks the, the nervous system. So you have these brain fogs. Can't think clearly. And other type of issues. If they take away that Affordable Care Act. You will not get covered because now it's a pre-existing condition. I hope everybody understands that. I really, really hope you do. But I again, I blame Obama for all this. And Obama's my man, but I blame him for that. Because now you have a backlash of people who want to take back the White House and the powers that be. And they couldn't stand that he was in office. But... Hey, hey, what are you going to do? All right, it's time. Anyway, it's time for new people. It's time for new people to be in Congress. You have these senators that have been there for ages, ages. It's time for them to go. Vote them out. Get newer young people in there with fresh eyes and fresh ideas. No BS. Podcast episode 24. Make sure you follow me. No underscore BS7 on Twitter. No underscore BS7 on Instagram. Make sure you holler at me. Let me know your thoughts, ideas. And wear a mask, man. Wear a mask. If you're missing teeth, this is a great time for you. But wear a mask. That's all, people. Love y'all. And put on your damn mask. One. <laughs>